Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the Raiders lose a great in Daryl LaMonica, a.k.a. the Mad Bomber. He passed away Thursday at the age of 80, so we'll talk about him. Plus, hear my conversation I had with him back in October of 2021, and the NFL announced when the 2022 schedule drops, so we'll pass that along, give you the date and time so you can get excited about that. And, yeah, the show's loaded today. We got my conversation with Nathan Cooper from Sports Information Solutions, SIS. We'll be talking all things NFL draft. So, as I said, locked and loaded, got a lot of stuff to get to on today's show it's friday april 22nd 2022 let's get it your locked on raiders your daily podcast on the las vegas Just raiders win. part of the locked on podcast network Just win. your team Just every win. day Just win. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find Locked On Raiders podcast free and available on all platforms. As I mentioned at the top, plenty to get to. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Segment number one, news and notes. And we're going to try to get a couple calls and texts in as well. We'll see how that shakes out at 707-654-4693. The NFL released... Uh, a tweet and put out the information that the schedule is going to be released. So they sent out a release about a release. The schedule release is going to be May 12th at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. A lot of folks have been hitting me up. Q, when's the schedule drop? When's the schedule drop? May 12th, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And the NFL International Games will be May 4th with select games week of May 9th. And the reason I bring up the international games is there's a great chance that the Raiders will be playing an international game as the visiting team this year. I believe it's the New Orleans Saints. I think that's the one that I'd pay attention to. So find out about that one on May 4th. But the whole meal deal schedule will come out Thursday, May 12th at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Next up, I want you to hear from former Raider linebacker K.J. Wright. Of course, he played with the team in 2021. He was on the show with Jake Crane from DailySports.com, the Crane & Company show, and he was talking about the loaded AFC West and who he thought was going to be the winners of the West and why. So I had Jake on my radio show on Thursday on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness, and we talked for about 10, 12 minutes about the whole conversation and what he thought about the AFC West. But here's actually the soundbite from K.J. Wright talking about the AFC West. Is this the toughest division in football that he's seen? And then watch where he goes and listen to where he goes when it comes to who he thinks is going to win the AFC West and why. In a long time, yes. When I was when I was with Seattle, we had we had us, we had the Rams, who were always good in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Carson Palmer with the 49ers. And um, but this division, quarterback speaking and offensively speaking, I believe in my 11 years is the best that I've seen. I, I had the honor to play with Russell. Patrick Mahomes put up 40 points on us twice this past <laughs> season. Um, you get Derek Carr and, and Devontae Adams to, yeah. to, you know, get that thing going in Vegas. I believe that offensively it's going to be primetime football. And so it's going to be really fun to watch. Right now I have the Raiders as the best team in that division. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. I got, I got Raiders as number one in that division. And so it's going to be really fun to watch and see how those quarterbacks compete against each other and try to see how those defenses – you know, try to slow slow the offense down. So you think Derek Carr can be a Super Bowl championship quarterback uh, with the Raiders? I know Adam Devontae is a big piece. Yes. They played together in college. But you think Derek Carr is a Super Bowl-style uh, winning quarterback, I guess is the best way to put it. Well, having the opportunity to play with Derek Carr, he can be offensive MVP. He can wow. be a Super Bowl champion. You you look at the talent he has around him. Don't forget Darren Waller. Don't forget Hunter Renfro. Bringing in Josh McDaniels, who's a, who has the blueprint to get into the Super Bowl. And so um, Derek Carr has all the tools. He has all the confidence. I had a, the opportunity to watch him have 
a few game-winning drives to lead us to to the playoffs this past season. And so he has all the tools to get it done, and I got the Raiders winning the division. So there you go right there. Former Raider linebacker K.J. Wright, of course, won a Super Bowl with the Seattle Seahawks, but uh, high praise right there for the Silver and Black and has them winning the AFC West. And Derek Carr is a Super Bowl-caliber quarterback in his mind. And I'm not disputing any of that. I just love the fact that K.J. Wright had the stones to come out and say that. And as a guy that's been in the league 11 years and has seen a lot of football, knows what he's, uh, he's looking at and also was in that locker room last year and was able to see Derek Carr up close and personal. So I thought that was really important to pass along. And the big news that broke on Thursday around the Raiders is the fact that Daryl LaMonica, the Mad Bomber, passed away at the age of 80. Uh, Fox 26 News in Fresno put out the tweet, former Raiders quarterback and Clovis native Daryl LaMonica passed away, according to his son Brandon. He was 80 RIP, and that's how I first got the news and uh, started going into scramble mode because, again, I mean, that's a big-time passing. I just talked to Daryl LaMonica back in October of 2021. You'll actually hear that conversation a little bit later on in this segment, but just a sad day in Raider Nation with the passing of the Mad Bomber, a guy that so many Raider fans, that's how they became Raider fans, were by everything great that Daryl LaMonica was able to do back in the day. He played with the Raiders from 67 to 74. Uh, after the Raiders actually traded Tom Flores, to Buffalo for Daryl LaMonica. And, of course, I wasn't around to see him. I wasn't alive till 76, but I know the great Daryl LaMonica. I know everything that he stood for, was a two-time All-Pro, won AP AFC Player of the Year in 67, and still holds the Raiders' single-season franchise record with, 24, with 34, and still holds the Raiders' single-season franchise record with 34 touchdown passes in 1969. Now, Daryl LaMonica was drafted twice, once in the NFL and once in the AFL, both in 1963, round 12, pick 168 and 63. That was the NFL, which if you look at it today would be about a mid-fifth round pick. And then drafted in the AFL, round 24, pick 188, again back in 63, that would be you know, about late fifth round pick, so almost the sixth round. So uh, I think the consensus was that in today's NFL, Daryl LaMonica would be a fifth round pick quarterback but a uh, really good obviously a great player when it comes to the silver and black holds many different records and think about this want to talk about records best quarterback season records in Raiders history LaMonica owns number one number three number four and number seven <laughs> so four out of the top eight are all Daryl LaMonica number one he was 13 and one in 1967 Kenny Stabler is number two 11 and one in 76 number three Daryl LaMonica 12 one and one in 1969 number four Daryl LaMonica 11 and two in 1968 also tied for fourth, Mark Wilson, 11-2, 1985. Also tied for fourth, Kenny Stabler, 11-2, 1974. Number seven, Daryl LaMonica, 10-2-1 in 72. And then Derek Carr, number eight, 12-3 in 2016. So those are the best quarterback season records in Raiders history. More of them belong to Daryl LaMonica than anyone else. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the conversation I had with the Mad Bomber back in October of 2021. This was at Freddie Belitnikoff's crab feed. Had no idea that this was going to be the one and only opportunity I get to talk to him, but it was. So here's that conversation. We're here at the Fred Belitnikoff Crab Fest. It's a it's a charity fundraiser for Tracy Belitnikoff, and I'm here with the Mad Bomber, Daryl LaMonica, and, and how are you doing today, and how big of an event is this? Oh, it's special. You know, Freddie puts it on, and it's for the right the right reasons and the right causes, and if you're a Raider fan, you, you belong here. And uh, a Raiders, you see all the ex-Raiders are here. We're here because of Freddie. And his cause is the right cause. And uh, we all want to contribute in any way that we can. How does it feel when you guys all get together and, and the Raiders community and the Raiders family, once a Raider, always a Raider, that's what, you know, that's what the motto is. When you guys all get together, how does that feel? Well, 
what's unusual about it, we all played it a long time ago, okay? <laughs> right. But when we get together, it's like we've never left practice. Right. It's like we're right together again, and it's like, wow, it, we never lose that. Right. And that's what makes the Raider Nation so special. All the Raiders that we played with and, and the Raiders today will all, after they retire, will feel that same way about all the retired Raiders. And uh, so that's something that the Raiders have that no one can ever take away. And uh, we were winners, and we're becoming winners again. And that's what makes the Raiders so special. Yeah, and speaking of becoming Raiders again or winning again, 4-2 and two is the record right now heading into this weekend against the Eagles. They can go 5-2 and two and go into the bye week. That's a big deal. Uh, what are your thoughts on what you've seen from the team so far this season? Well, you know, you, you win with defense. Right. As a quarterback, I like to say you win yeah. with offense. Right, right. But, you know, what you have to be solid in all phases. You've got to have a strong defense. You've got to have a strong special teams and then a strong uh, offense to be able to score enough points to win. We have all that. David Carr and, and our offense can score points. we got to get more consistent when we need it and, and use a little more time off the clock when we need it. But we're playing really strong as a team right now. We've had some close calls, but we're, we're making it. Right. And uh, so I think... I think the end of the season is going to be very bright for us. You know, what does that mean when a team has those close calls, but they're able to pull it out no matter how it is, but they find ways to win that game in the end? Well, I've been there and did it. That was part of my job. That's you know, right. To make That's sure right. On offense that we did that, and we were able to do it back then and, and carry it on and have our winning ways. But uh, you look at the offense now. They have that little tweak about them that you know they can come back and they can score points. Right. And they're doing it. Right. And as long as we keep that up and keep the pressure on our opponent, uh, we're going to have a great year. We're talking to the Mad Bomber right now, and, and you mentioned you made a lot of comebacks. Well, Derek Carr makes a lot of comebacks as well. He's able, if he's close in the game, there's a good chance he's going to come back. What have you seen from D.C. In, in year eight now in the league that you've seen him go from one level to the next? Well, you know, that's the game. Right. You're going to come through different levels. But we do that as a team. You know, uh, championships are won by defense. As a quarterback, I like to say, no, no, it was won by offense. Right, no, right. it isn't. Yeah, yeah. But you, your defense has to play good solid. The offense has to play solid and score enough points. And then special teams will win three or four games a, a season for you. Right. And so that's all us and we. So when you get together, we don't care who makes the big play. We right. don't care who scores a touchdown or let's win. Right. As long as we win by one point or uh, <laughs> 20, it doesn't matter. Right. The only question they ever ask you, did you win? Did you win? That's right. Wins and, and losses. And it's nice to say, yeah, we won. Yeah, exactly. Wins and losses are all that matter. And, you know, when Henry Ruggs was drafted, he was talked about as, hey, that's our now Cliff Branch. He's the guy. Speed killed. What does speed do on that field? Well, I'll tell you what, 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 what Al Davis preached to me yeah. as a quarterback. Yeah. He didn't care how many touchdowns you threw or how many yards you threw for. The most important stat that he asked me about ever, after every game, how many interceptions you have, okay, and how many uh, fumbles did you have? <laughs> the team with the best turnover ratio, fumbles and interceptions, okay, okay. even today wins 93% of the time. Yes, absolutely. And that's what we're doing right now. We're making some mistakes, but we're overcoming that. Right. And so... That's why I think we're going to be in the playoffs. I think we're going to go, hopefully, the distance, be nice. Yeah, yeah. But we're going the right direction now. This, right. Is, this team is young, but uh, 
they're, they're pretty efficient. They are. They really are. They got a good opportunity right now this week coming up against the Eagles. And final question for you, what does it mean to you to be a Raider? Once a Raider, always a Raider. What does that mean when you hear that? Well, it's just special because it's like our family. You see all the guys you saw Raymond Chester. We're, yeah. we're like brothers, like we never, never leave one another. And so it's us and we. Right. And like I said, when we all get together, we're like real brothers. <laughs> and that doesn't get any better than that. And, and I've been out of the game for over 50 years. And in my heart, I feel a part of it. Yeah. And I am a true Raider. And you feel like you're about to drop back and throw one of those mad bombs one more time? Uh, one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the, the you. The mind's ready, the but the arm's ready. That's all right. We'll let you have a shot. We appreciate you. All right. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. So there he was. That was the Mad Bomber. That was a conversation I had with him back in October of 2021. Uh, fun conversation, as you could tell right there. I actually played that that uh, interview on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness, on Thursday as well, just because I had it in my voice memos. I was so, so glad that I did, and since he passed away, I wanted to hear it at least one more time. I'm going to try to get to a call and a text, but I'll try to do that at the end of segment number three after you hear the conversation I have with Nathan Cooper from SIS at Sports Information Solutions. I got a call from Stove and a text from Slickback Raider that I want to get to, but I don't want to rush it. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get into segment number two after I tell you about a couple great sponsors here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. And the very first one is Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price, which means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, premium high-end finishes. Also, something you're not going to find anywhere else, Shady Rays Insane Protection Program. That includes lost and broken protection on every single pair. They'll actually send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Just give them a try. If you don't love them, then you pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays exclusively for all Locked On Raider podcast listeners. Head to ShadyRays.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for the best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses. They're backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. I also wanted to tell you about BetOnline. .net. It is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including NBA playoffs and MLB. That season's going on. It's, it's early in the Major League Baseball season, but the playoffs are fun, fun, fun right now in the NBA. What a comeback victory the Memphis Grizzlies had over Minnesota on Thursday night. BetOnline.net is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, eSports, and a whole lot more. Go to the website today on your laptop or your mobile device. Learn about the trends and all the action. BetOnline.net. That's where the game starts. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to jump into a conversation all NFL draft related with Nathan Cooper from SIS Sports Information Solutions. It's kind of an analytical type website. It's something like pro football focus, but it's a little different. Sports Information Solutions. And I've loved the way that we've been able to talk about the NFL draft so much and just being able to break it down from many different angles. Well, this is another one. So here's part one of my conversation with Nathan Cooper from SIS. That's Sports information solutions the nfl draft is getting closer and closer and closer it happens april 28th through 30th right here in las vegas very excited about it and to help us break it down from a different 
point of view, a different little angle, is Nathan Cooper from SIS Sport. That's Sports Info Solutions on Twitter at NCoopDraft. And Nathan, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. I appreciate you. And I was intrigued in having you on as a guest because I know that Sports Info Solutions is a different angle to attack and break down the upcoming draft and even look at some current players on the roster. So before we really get started, what is Sports Info Solutions? Yeah, first off, I really appreciate you having me. Uh, always enjoy talking about the draft, so this is a fun time of year for sure. Um, but yeah, Sports Info Solutions, uh, basically a data and analytics company. Um, we started in baseball back in 2002. Uh, if you're familiar with the Moneyball uh, type of deal, obviously Oakland fans probably a little familiar with that. Um, you know, we started on the football side in 2015, uh, so relatively new on that side. We actually just started doing some basketball last year as well. Um, so a lot of different sports, a lot of different angles there. Um, and while we are mainly a data collection company, um, we've added in some scouting aspects over the last few years. We're, we're adding in some betting aspects as well. Um, but on the football side, you know, track hundreds of data points for every single play, uh, all the NFL games, all the FBS college football games. Uh, tons of different, uh, you know, different data points and angles there. Um, and the last couple of years, we've been doing uh, the SIS football rookie handbook, which is a giant uh, draft guide, essentially. Uh, and this year we decided to get with the times a little bit and uh, throw it online. So uh, NFLdraft.sportsinfosolutions.com is our new uh, NFL draft site. Yeah, and I was checking it out and there's so much on it, you know, so much details and so much grading and ranking and so many numbers, like you mentioned, the analytics side of things. So as far as scoring and ranking, how do you know when you're going through the website if a position play or even a coach's decision is like a really good grade as opposed to something that's less than average? Yeah, when we're talking about like the actual, uh, you know, ranking of players, we, you know, it's, it's pretty strictly scouting in that aspect. We're looking exactly uh, at everything, you know, on, on the film. Um, you know, we're not trying to take in factors like, uh, you know, injuries or off field issues or things like that. Um, so if you were to look at the big board and you see uh, all of our grades and all of our ranks, that's strictly from the film. Um, a lot of a lot of our scouts here uh, have a lot of time watching a lot of uh, a lot of football. Um, so, you know, it's strictly what they're seeing on the film. Um, but, you know, the, the great thing about the uh, the book from the past few years and the great thing about the site is what it does is it allows you to essentially be the GM. Uh, everything on there from a player page perspective, uh, it has a giant scouting report from one of our scouts, uh, has some strengths and weaknesses, some critical factors, positional factors, all that we've graded. But it also has tons of stats, tons of your basic stats, maybe uh, some more in-depth, advanced types of uh, type of stats, uh, and more analytics as well. Um, considering a lot of the stuff that we, uh, you know, that we track here on a on a play-by-play -play and game-by-game -game basis. Talking all things NFL draft right now with Nathan Cooper from Sports Info Solutions on Twitter at NCoop Draft. And as far as the Raiders go, they're a different type I guess breakdown even when you're looking at the team needs and you're also looking at where they draft because of the Devontae Adams trade they don't draft until round three pick number 86 which is late round three so as far as uh, is like evaluating and breaking down uh, guys that you expect to be drafted in the later rounds how difficult is that yeah it's definitely tough um, you know everybody knows uh, for the most part a lot of the guys that are going to go in the first round like obviously right. you're going to have some some opinions uh, you know one way or another on certain players but a, a lot of your roster is built, you know, middle to end of the of the draft, and and I think that's where 
um, for me, like I, I don't really enjoy watching all the best players all the time. I like watching those guys who uh, maybe are in smaller conferences or who are going to be coming out uh, and being drafted on day day two and day three, because that's what a lot of a lot of teams are, uh, you know, comprised of. And, you know, it, it's definitely tough. Uh, you know, if I was a GM, I'd hate to have to sit around for almost 100 picks and and let those go by before I got to choose somebody. But um, it, it's, it's definitely a unique situation, you know, not, not a ton of teams obviously have to wait until, uh, until round three, but I think you really have to wait, you have to sit back and have to see and trust how the board shakes out. You have to go into it, uh, in my opinion, looking at, uh, what's the, the top positions in this draft, what are the deep positions in this draft and probably identify those positions as being strong needs, especially for your first couple of picks. So with that being said, I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to ask, what do you think is the the deepest positions that's currently in this draft that maybe the Raiders could capitalize at 86 or 126 or they have a couple of picks in round five? I mean, so what what do you think will be available as far as quality of player and value? Yeah, for for this year, this is one of the deeper drafts, in my opinion, when you look at across the entire uh, draft, all positions. Um, I don't think there's a ton, like, obviously it's not as, as top heavy as a lot of, uh, recent years. Um, but I think uh, you're going to get a lot of really good value on day two. You're going to get a lot of good value on day three as well. Um, and looking at specific positions, I think corner is one of those positions that's really deep, uh, edge rusher. There's tons of hedges. Um, and I feel like we say this every year, but receivers really deep as well. And, um, you know, over here, we, we like to say that receivers are a dime a dozen and, you know, for the most part, that's pretty true. Um, you know, you look at those top end uh, receivers in, in every draft. And, and like I said, this year, it's not as as top heavy as the last couple of years, but there's a lot of good receivers. And it's really hard to pinpoint um, maybe a, a receiver to look at because there's just so many of them that that could come out. Uh, and be solid contributors on day two and day three. You know, it's funny uh, that we've got to the point where it's like, okay, you can get a running back in any round. You know, you don't have to get him in first <laughs> round because you can get him anytime. Does it feel like to you that the wide receiver might be trending in that direction? Not there, but trending in that direction. I think a little bit. Um, you know, if, if you ask me, uh, I, I love having a really good receiver on my right. team. I, I, I would go out and get a true number one, and, and the Raiders definitely did that this year going to get Devontae Adams. Um I, I like having a true number one, but maybe, you know, I can see a lot of teams, you know, in terms of a number two and number three and filling out the rest of that receiving core and, you know, bringing in some young guys and sort of letting the, the rookie contract play out and then, you know, go and get another rookie. Um, you know, I don't, I don't see a lot of big time, uh, you know, contracts going for like, you know, number twos and number three receivers. Um, I, I could definitely see it trending a little bit more to like where the running back at uh, is at. But I will say, you know, in terms of, you know, the NFL game today and even, you know, stats analytics wise receivers, those, you know, the, the passing game is what everyone is is wanting to shoot for here. And there's a reason why, you know, running back has kind of trended off a little bit. Um, because there's so much passing in today's game. So, you know, receivers are definitely going to be highly sought after. But again, there are so many of them and so many good talents out there that you don't really have to throw all your eggs in one basket for one or two guys because there's another eight or nine of them right behind them. Talking again with Nathan Cooper from SIS at Sports Info Solutions. And as far as some players go, I mean, you talked about cornerback is pretty deep, and that's an area that I believe that the Raiders need to attack is the cornerback position. I was looking at a couple guys that they had in for visits. Uh, Damari Mathis out of Pitt and then also uh, Cordell Flott out of LSU and I kind of tried to put my own 
little uh, five-pick mock draft together, and uh, I, were, I was able to get those guys, one in round four and one in round five, uh, Mathis in four and Flott in five. Uh, what are your thoughts on those two guys? Do you think that they'll be available in uh, a round four and a round five? Yeah, I actually like these two guys. Um, I, I actually watched Flott just a couple of days ago um, and, and got my first chance to look at him. I, I like what he brings. He's a little bit more of a, a lean, uh, you know, thin player. Um, but in terms of what he brings, he's he's super twitchy, uh, has those mirror match movements and, and athleticism that you want to see uh, from from a corner there. Has the closing speed to to basically work on these receivers. Um, good ball skills when the ball comes his way as well. So, you know, you're looking at the critical factors of, of reactive athleticism, play speed, ball skills, all good in our opinion. Um, and we feel like he's a guy that that could come out and, and be a solid contributor. Um, and then whenever you look at Mathis as well, um, I, I was a little bit more down on Mathis than I think um, probably some other guys are. So, I, you know, I feel like fourth, fifth round makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think he can come out and be a solid, you know, number four, like depth type of player. Um, good speed on on uh, on Mathis here. Strong and physical as well. Good press uh, press corner. A guy that you're probably going to have, um, you know, pressing at the line can play some zone. Uh, don't love his transition ability as much. So I would worry a little bit about the off man ability. Um, but yeah, you put him on the line and, and you allow him to sort of attack and play physical. Uh, he's somebody that can definitely, uh, you know, influence and, and be a positive uh uh, force on the the corner spot. Let me ask you about a couple more cornerbacks because I love talking uh, corners. I always say DBs win games, so it's right up my alley. Uh, how about Absolutely. Tariq Woolen? <laughs> Tariq Woolen is a is a good one out of UTSA. I know he's getting a lot of burn, and then also Zion McCollum. Uh, you know he's the he's the Bearcat out of Sam Houston State. What are your thoughts on those two guys? Yeah, I haven't watched these guys a ton uh, specifically just yet, but in terms of Woolen, obviously, like you just look at the measurables with him, it's it's ridiculous. Like. There's not many guys that are six four and that can move the way that he can. Obviously, the you know the running coming out and running four two, the straight line speed is is ridiculous there. Um, so obviously, a definite positive, uh, solid zone corner. Um, you know, able to, to come up and press. Obviously, with his uh, size as well, can come up. Uh, you know, press at the line. You know, with his uh, you know size, probably needs to get a little bit stronger doesn't have the the play strength for a bigger guy you know a little bit more of a thin uh body frame there um but you know he has a little bit more to work with um you have the athleticism there but needs to like i said get stronger get a little bit twitchier he doesn't have the the super fluid um you know hips and body movements like uh, a smaller corner would it's going to be a little bit tougher for bigger guys like that um but you know like i said the the raw athleticism obviously there um, and something that I, I would perfectly be fine with, uh, you know, drafting and trying to mold a guy like that. Talking about McCollum, uh, Sam Houston State, uh, another guy we have, uh, you know, more of that number four corner, another depth type of guy. Good play speed, instincts in zone, um, you know, length to disrupt the routes as well. Um, that 6'2", 200 uh, pound type of type of size there uh, for me and, and for what we saw. Um, probably better in that zone uh, type of, of, of scheme and role. Um, solid tackler, you know, be able to to see what's in front of him and kind of break up on it. Uh, needs to get a little bit better in his in his man coverage ability. Uh, but definitely an intriguing player, uh, you know, coming out of the FCS level. So there's part one of my conversation right there with Nathan Cooper on Twitter at NCoopDraft from Sports Information Solutions talking all things NFL draft and kind of how that website and how they go into scoring and grading these different prospects and value of picks and all that good stuff. So that was just part one of my conversation with Nathan. He was really fun to talk to. Coming up in segment number three, you're going to hear part two 
of my conversation with Nathan Cooper talking all things NFL draft. Before we get to that, though, I do want to tell you about Built Bar. And you know I've been telling you about Built Bar for a very long time. Great tasting protein bar. All you got to do is check them out today on the website, built.com, and decide which one you want or which multiple ones you want because there's so many flavors to choose from. Mint puffs are back. So if you're a Built Bar puffs person, you like that marshmallow, well, check them out. They are back and available right now. Mint puffs, they're on the website, but there's so many, like I mentioned, before to choose from great taste of protein bar or the built bar puffs that have the marshmallows as well uh the mint marshmallow is actually on sale blueberry muffin is on sale raspberry cheesecake is on sale and many many others you just got to check them out today 100 covered in chocolate they're soft they're easy to chew and most importantly they're good for you they taste great and they're good for you which is rare to say right uh you can check them out today peanut butter is available that's one of my favorite ones cherry bar c is there uh salted caramel and cookies and cream you can get a box that's a mixed box if you want that's always good to go as well all you got to do is go to the uh, the website right now built.com if you do need to use the promo code it's lock 15 that's going to save you 15 percent off your order when you go to check out again built.com promo code lock 15 or if you find some that are on sale you can get that sale price anyway but check it out like i do check out the website each and every day built.com your locked on raiders your daily podcast on the las vegas raiders part of the locked on podcast network your team Every day. Here we are, Raider Nation, jumping into segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. In part two of my conversation I had with Nathan Cooper from SIS at Sports Information Solutions as we talk all things NFL draft. And man, I cannot believe that by this time next week, it'll already be round two. We'll be preparing for next round two of the NFL draft, and then it'll get wrapped up on Saturday. But man, oh man, it's going to be a fun week leading up to the draft here in Las Vegas, and of course it'll be a fun time during the draft here in Las Vegas. But here's part two of my conversation with Nathan Cooper from SIS. That's Sports Information Solutions. You can find him on Twitter at NCoopDraft. Talk right now with Nathan Cooper from SIS at Sports Info Solutions on Twitter at NCoop Draft and uh, really breaking down the NFL draft. Excited about it as it's coming to Las Vegas next week. Uh, offensive tackle. That's another position that I think the Raiders really need. There's a couple guys that I had my eye on. Uh, Kellen Deesh out of Arizona State was another was one of them. And then Sean Ryan out of UCLA was another guy. Uh, what are your thoughts on either one of those guys? And do you think that there's one that you would say, hey, his grade is better than the other? Yeah, for uh, Sean Ryan, I, I watched him uh, a little while back, and he, he's definitely an in- interesting guy. I think there was a little bit of talk. Um, you know, people were getting a little bit too high on him, I think. Uh, I definitely like him. Uh, we feel that he's more of that, that swing type of tackle. Um, probably better on the right side, in my opinion, but a guy that can kind of develop a little bit uh, and, and sort of work on both sides. Uh, I think he still has a little bit of refinement left to do uh, to be able to get that to that starter level. Uh, but I think he can come in and, and definitely be a serviceable, back, serviceable backup um, pretty early on. Generates the push in the run game that you want to see. Accurate hands. Um, really good awareness as well. Uh, but for me, his feet are a little bit slow, overextends a little bit much. So um, some things there that you uh, you know probably want to work on. And I, I've definitely seen some people um, you know possibly move him to the to the guard spot as well. Uh, but I, I feel like he can get definitely get a shot at tackle uh, first off. And, and I have him graded a, a little bit higher than Deesh. Um, Deesh is definitely an interesting guy, more of that backup uh, left tackle type of player. 
uh, zone heavy offense, um, you know, good reactive athleticism, body control, awareness, second level ability and range, um, but doesn't have the, the, the strength and the anchor play, uh, you know, as of right now, um, you know, big, tall dude, six, seven, uh, only 300 pounds though. So a little bit of a, a thinner frame needs to put on a little bit of uh, size and strength. Well, while we're talking about offensive tackles, I want to take you back to last year. The Raiders at number 17 picks Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama. He was supposed to be their right tackle. Uh, they ended up kicking him into right guard. What what are your thoughts on Leatherwood? Kind of what does the grades tell you? Uh, do you think that he can excel and, and succeed at that tackle position or, or, or should he just stay at guard? So we, uh, when we uh, wrote him up last year, we actually had him, you know, a solid starter grade, but we did have him at guard. Okay. Um, so we had him moving inside, uh, felt that that was his best spot. Um, not a guy who finished incredibly well, lacked a little bit of foot quickness, uh, not great on it out and on an island out there on an edge, um, but did have the leg drive, the anchor ability, the solid hands, um, good pulling ability as well. Um, and I think, you know, when you saw him out at that tackle, you could see a little bit of the deficiencies. You move him in at guard. Uh, I think that mitigated it a little bit. And, and based on some of our numbers, blow, blown block percentage when he was out at tackle, 244 snaps, almost 5%. You moved him in the guard for nine or 791 snaps down to 3.3%. So you can see that a little bit. Obviously, blown block percentages are going to de- decrease as you kind of move down the line. Um, but I think he's that's kind of his better spot. Uh, and yeah, you look at the total points per game at 1.4, that kind of has him in that bottom to mid-tier level uh, based on the rest of the league as well. So for for me, I like him at guard. Um, I you know, he, he got his shot at tackle, honestly, for me. Uh, and, and I think moving him down to guard is probably the best spot for him. Yeah, I can't say I uh, agree anymore, man. I, I definitely uh, <laughs> agree 100%. I think guard is just where they need to keep him. Uh, you know, just make him, make him a, a really good guard. I mean, if that's what you could be, be a really good guard. And, and I'm okay with that. And I uh, just got a couple more questions for you. As far as what the Raiders have been able to do this offseason, uh, what does the SIS scoring chart kind of tell you what they've done as far as players they've brought? in guys that they've lost and kind of where the roster is right now ahead of the draft yeah the obviously you know Devontae Adams really big pickup uh on on the uh the offensive side of the ball we just talked about it um you know Malkis in favor of, of going out and getting a really good receiver um and obviously whenever it's a guy that you know Derek Carr has familiarity with too I think is going to be really helpful for that offense um and Anthony Averett on on corner uh out at corner there second in uh total points in terms of what they've brought in this offseason. Um, so I think he can really uh, be a big benefit to that corner room. Uh, and then obviously Chandler Jones, another big time player uh, out at edge there. Um, so I think what they've done, especially those top three guys, really good, uh, solid additions there. And that's not to mention guys like Bilal Nichols and Rocky Sin and Jayon Brown and some of these other guys as well. Um, so whenever you look at the, the entirety of, of the depth chart, you know, I think some of the spots that we've already talked about, you know, trying to go out and get maybe another corner, mm-hmm. um, going out and maybe get another receiver just to kind of, you know, fill out that room, you know, maybe try to get a guy who could possibly be a number two down the road. Um, you know, defensive tackle or a nose tackle type of player might be a good spot. Um, you know, trying to find another will uh, at, at linebacker, you know, Diablo kind of fits that build right now, maybe getting somebody in behind him. Uh, and then at that safety spot, obviously Merig, uh, you know, didn't play a ton last year or did play and then, you know, didn't have a ton of 
production on on our scale right um so you know behind him you know maybe just tossing another uh um you know safety in that room as well uh definitely wouldn't hurt you know you mentioned get another defensive tackle and i'm looking at the you know at the draft board i'm, I'm looking at my mock draft guys that i'd like to see the raiders go ahead and land uh, how about fedarian mathis the big d tackle out of alabama uh i thought he did a really good job last season i thought he kind of really uh turned some heads as far as what he was able to do with the crimson tide what are your thoughts on him what's the kind of grade you have where do you where do you think he's uh, his sweet spot is to go in the draft? Yeah, I, I kind of see that, uh, you know, middle middle of the draft, I think, kind of fits him best, um, you know, based on what we have uh, from our scouts. We have him as, as more of like that 6-2 grade, which is more of that, that versatile backup. Um, he's right now our number seven defensive tackle. Um, and, yeah, he's a guy, you know, good length, uh, active hands, plays with a high motor. Um, but, you know, for us, you know, Blacks a little bit in the explosion. Okay. Uh, needs to have a little bit better get off. Get get the uh, you know firing off the snap. Uh, consistent shed ability needs to to improve a little bit there. Um, but you know overall the hand use is very good. And obviously you know if you have very good hand use, um, you know it, it's hopeful that that shed ability can come uh, and, and rather quickly. Uh, but yeah, he's a guy you know a rotational guy, possibly a two gapping scheme. Um, but you know can also uh, line up as as maybe that three tech as well. Uh, and, and kind of work in through there and try to to pen, penetrate into the backfield. So yeah, definitely a guy that that played really well this year and, and I think improved uh, his stock from what he had previously. Well, I think it's pretty safe to say that anyone that you're going to select in the third, fourth, fifth round or beyond, I think they're you know obviously got some room to grow. They've got things they need to work at, or they'd be all first rounders, right? So there's obviously yeah, absolutely <laughs> there's obviously some room to grow. So final question for you, and this has been fantastic. I really do appreciate your time. How about the AFC West in general? There's been so much moving and shaking every single team looks like it's going to be a, a tough fight out for every single team in the AFC West uh, on sports info solutions how are you guys kind of grading the division and and how tough do you think it feels like a division where each team is going to eat each other up throughout the course of the season yeah I, th- I feel like we've been saying this for for the last few years now this division is probably one of the tougher if not the toughest division in the in all of NFL right now um, and yeah, a lot of these teams have been, been going back and forth with each other. Obviously the, the chiefs have kind of had it the last few years. Um, but you know, now you kind of move Tyreek Hill out. Uh, now you bring in like a Russell Wilson, you bring in a Devonte Adams, you bring in some of these other teams, uh, or players to these teams. Um, and you know, that's not to mention the, the chargers as well, you know, with, with Herbert and everything going on out there. Uh, it, it's definitely an, an interesting division, uh, in, you know, every year I feel like I'm going through like saying, you know, any of these teams have a shot. Uh, you know, the Chiefs right now are definitely at the top, but the other three teams, you know, and Raiders included, I think if everything goes right and, you know, you have a solid draft, you, you're not hit by the injury bug. I think there's a shot that, that any of these teams can make the playoffs. So, yeah, it's definitely a fun uh, fun division to watch week in and week out, especially when they're playing each other. Yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, I can't wait. I know we got a long time before the season gets started, but, man, just <laughs> yep. anticipating what it could possibly look like is, is going to be a whole lot of fun. Well, Nathan, great stuff, man. I mean, really informative. I love the way you broke it down. I love the way the Sports Info Solutions breaks things down. Uh, again, let everybody know the website that they can go check out and get some more information, especially ahead of the draft. Yeah, really appreciate you having me on. Uh, obviously, you know, we just put it, put out the draft site, a lot of ton, uh, tons of great information there, NFL draft, 
www.sportsinfosolutions.com. Um, over 400 scouting reports, by far the most we've ever done. Uh, top 101 big board, positional rankings, leaderboards, all the NFL team pages with a bunch of goodies there. Uh, and the interactive sonar depth chart as well, um, which is a lot of fun to play around with. So a lot of really good stuff here. Um, and, you know, it's it's always a fun time of year for all of us over here and myself included. Uh, always love the draft and, and honestly can't believe we're only a week out. So uh, right. definitely going to be a fun time over, over the next week. No doubt. No doubt. Are you going to make your way to Las Vegas for the draft? Or are you going to stay home and, and check it out? I'll be staying home. I, uh, I went to the draft when it was out in Philly okay. um, and it was fun. Yep. And for me, like it's, I, I enjoy it, but it's harder to keep track of when you're at the at the draft. So I like sitting on the couch and, and sitting in front of the TV. Um, but, you know, I, I used to live out in Vegas and I know that uh, that they're going to do it right. So it's going to be a fun time watching it. Yeah, it really will. I mean, I cannot wait. They're already putting the stage up. It's already floating on the Bellagio fountains. <laughs> I mean, it's just you know how Vegas is. You Like you said, you used <laughs> to live here. So you know exactly how crazy and exciting it's going to be. Well, uh, you can find Nathan on Twitter at NCoopDraft. Again, Sports Info Solutions. That's S-I-S. Great stuff, man. Fantastic breakdown. I definitely appreciate you. And uh, I look forward to talking to you down the line. Absolutely. Thanks, Q. Thanks for having me on. No doubt about it. And there he was, man, Nathan Cooper, SIS Sports Information Solutions. Fun time talking to him, NFL Draft. And I feel like there's so many different ways that we could break down the draft, and we've been doing it, and that's another way right there. So I definitely appreciate Nathan for joining me there for that conversation. Now, I'm looking at the time. I don't really think I have time to get into these calls and texts, so I'm not going to. I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold off. I don't want to go too long on today's show. Let's go ahead and wrap things up. It's been a fun week. It's been a fantastic week. And we're almost to the finish line as far as I'm concerned when it comes to the NFL draft. So, uh, Raider Nation, enjoy your weekend. Next week is going to be crazy, crazy, crazy. I mean, man, I'll tell you on Monday what I got going on leading up to the draft, but we'll do that on Monday. So enjoy your weekend. Uh, Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Always appreciate you making the Locked On Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find it free and available on all platforms. So until Monday, Raider Nation, when we speak again, take care of your family and love on your family. Most importantly, as always, Just win, baby.